Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. We are here with Thea. How are you? I am so good. Oh I'm I'm like stoked that y'all are, you know, supporting me and wanting to play the Waiata. Like, awesome. Oh, heck yeah. We're so excited. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. So, you have just released your single, Ehine Air, for your upcoming album, Te Kahu. Um, tell us about the single. Where did it come from? Yeah, so Ehine um, literally, like, it kind of just translates to Oh Girl. Um, so it's a way at the Aroha, so it's a love song, and I like to describe it that it's a love song for any girl or woman you have loved or will ever love. So it's kind of like that could be, you know, for like your partner, or that could be for, you know, your mom or your kids or, you know, anything like that. Oh, oh, epic. That that's, is so... re- that's really lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh? Yeah, that is <laughs> so cool. Thank you. And most people would know you as Thea, so why did you choose to release your new music under a different artist's name? Well, effectively, because I didn't want um, my nannies and my aunties to, you know, um, not have the choice and, like, to have to listen to my hyper-political... Um, <laughs> alternative music when they just wanted to listen to, you know, the slow and gentle songs of yesteryear of Tekahu. So Mm -hmm. I pretty much just put them on, like, separate projects because, Mm -hmm. you know, then that way people can choose. And then also because, you know, I put so much, um, I guess, thought and aroha into Tekahu and making sure that all the visuals kind of align with um, the... And so making sure everything's very, you know, nostalgic and gentle. And so, yeah, I kind of just wanted, I I felt like it was right, seeing as everything pretty much honours my nanny, who, you know, taught me everything, to put it in a separate project, really. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting that you've kind of consciously keeping your audiences, not separate, but kind of having that intentional divide to provide for different, cater for different audiences. And understanding that as well. Yeah. No, that's really oh, cool. thank you. Yeah, because I know our beautiful Māori nannies and everyone would, you know, they'll definitely go for um, that music mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, maybe the more like modern stuff. So yeah. arguably, you know, this is still like got hints of modern, but it's definitely nodding to that really old school vibe. Yeah, yeah, no, the music is sonically very different from yeah. your previous releases. Um, how has that shift been for you from really high energy to much more like to your roots, I guess? Yeah, well, I guess, I don't know, like I can only describe it as natural. Like it doesn't seem like that much of a shift. I mean, I just have to be in, I suppose, a different frame of mind. But it comes just as naturally as the, you know, fear work that I do Mm. um it's more like you know I can't be in that same space that I am for Thea which is you know more like angry and like you know Mm -hmm. that kind of um really highly energetic and everything I have to you know more calm myself down and and think back to you know my ancestors and um also it's different because you know I'm not writing in English I literally write in real Māori first and foremost so I compose in te reo, mm-hmm. and then um, afterwards, just because I want people to understand the beauty of the metaphors, then I do kind of like a really bougie translation <laughs> into English, but yeah. like really, it's, it's yeah, so I suppose that way, you have to pakaru Māori, like you have to really make sure that you're thinking Māori, because it's different to when you're thinking, you know, English or Pākehā. Mm-hmm. And when producing both of the different, I guess, genres of music at the same time. Yeah, because you're doing it alongside so, yeah. um, Thea music. 
Do you have to go into different like spaces or do you have different environments yeah. for either Does of them? Does the language kind of help with that as well? True. Yeah, I guess like, I mean, I literally do it all from my bedroom or Starbucks. <laughs> like, I <laughs> take my laptop there and like, if I've already got like a top line or something, mm-hmm. then, because um, usually I do my melodies first and then um, I just fill them in with, you know, the lyrics and the rhyme scheme and, like, everything like that. So sometimes I'll um, do that, you know, from another place, which is kind of nice if I want to, like, separate the vibes or anything. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I guess, like, literally just the fact that um, uh, all the mahi who was just so pulled back and gentle and Mm. tender, and then I'm writing in the Del Māori, then it definitely just, you know, provides a different environment anyways. But... They're certainly, you know, I put the same effort into both of them. It's just, they're so different. Like, yeah, um, yeah I think people underestimate, um, I suppose, writing from, like, they think that, you know, when you write a song and they don't, well, loads of people do. I suppose maybe they just don't know that I compose and write them from scratch, but they think that, like, my songs are covered. Mm. Like, I'm, um, you know, or that they're songs that are English songs and then uh, that I've translated to Del Marty, but no, I just, I write them from scratch, which, I think it's really beautiful um, and then I translate them to English just so people understand what I'm saying but all of the differences sorry I know I'm like going on for ages no, but no, yes, no. So really I'm very passionate about it as you can hear um, the, um, the differences you know that when you're writing in Zeo Māori or I guess the way that I try and write which is you know um, thinking back to the way I said that my nannies uh, really listen to then it's all about like you know really heavy kind of metaphors and um really pictorial kind of language so um not that i don't have that in fear but they're more like really old ways of saying things and when they're metaphors they're not only metaphors like what you know you think of as in english but they're like pepeha so like tribal sayings and things that are intertwined so it's kind of just different you know yeah Mm -hmm. and have you found something that's like a different challenge or things that you've learned Hong? yeah because i would have as a non-music person, <laughs> I got no clue what's happening. I would have thought that, like, the Thea stuff is almost, like, harder because there's mm. so many more bits and energy and blah, 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 whereas it's, like, stripped back, it's easier. But also, totally could be the other way around. Have you found different challenges doing both? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, the challenge, it hasn't necessarily been in the writing um, because I find that, like, not easy, but like I really, you know, I don't really it struggle flows. with that. Yeah, yeah. The um, challenge has been that, um, yeah, like in Thea, there's, you know, a lot of effects and things like that. And you can totally, you know, hear my vocal and stuff, but there's so many layers mm-hmm. and the production is so kind of front and center as well that, um, uh, it, I don't know, it just kind of enhances the melodies. Whereas for Tekahu, um, and, you know, intentionally, but also because of the kind of genres and things, the production is so minimal and pulled back. And so, therefore, there kind of is a bit more pressure on making sure that the vocals are perfection because that's pretty much like all you hear is the vocals. Mm. And then the, they're kind of just supported, I suppose, by the production. Like for Tikahu, uh, sorry, for Ehine, for example, is literally just um, practically one single lone guitar like a Marty mm. drum that just repeats the entire time like it doesn't even change um chords like it's just one chord the whole time so therefore i guess the pressure and the the difficulty but that is the challenge is like making sure the vocals are perfect and the mix is right so that you know the vocals are front and center and not drowned out by the prod or anything like that 
Yeah, well, I think you've nailed it because the, the yeah. vocals are beautiful and standalone and just kind of carry it. So, hey, yeah. shot on that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, that's pleasure. I'm glad. Yeah. And overall, um, with your Tekahu music, is there anything that you want people to take away from Yeah, from this your new project journey? and yeah. your album and kind of your direction as well as a bigger picture? Yeah. Um, I think that I... I hope that, you know, with everything going on at the moment, um, like, let's be honest, like, um, you know, the racists have always been there, but certainly when the marginalised groups, such as, you know, in New Zealand, that is Te Iwi Māori, start to, you know, um, have their voices heard a bit more, then I guess the sounds of the racism are much louder. And um, so I hope that with people listening to my project that they're um, perhaps challenged on their views of... Um, us as Māori and, you know, perhaps they, um, yeah, I guess the narrative that maybe they're used to, like the angry Māori or the poor Māori, are, um, are are challenged and replaced with intelligence and tenderness and, um, you know, and talent and yeah. things like that. I guess yeah. that's what I hope. Because I feel like even, you know, as much as I'm doing this project for my people, um, because I think it's really beautiful and a way of healing for us to write original music that's so you know tender and and cool um it's you know like also i'm aware that in doing this that you know maybe i mean boomers or i don't know anyone who listens (laughs) will in turn be like oh wow like you know they end up liking and then they're like oh even though it's a mary it's like well (laughs) duh yeah so i guess that's that's what i hope Oh my gosh, I could listen to you talk for hours. Yeah, I'm so interested. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful message yeah. and beautiful passion as well. Um, before we let you go, what mm. is, um, I guess, what does the future hold? Yeah, what's in store? Oh, there is so much going on. I'm like, literally, like, I'm about to go to my um, my day job, if you like, but I suppose it's a night job as well. Mm-hmm. I teach Reo Māori and Sikanga and things, so I'm like oh. trying to do that as well as, you know, um, try and finish off a bunch of songs for um, a record for Tikahu, but I'm also um, really hustling and trying to do the same for Thea. So, um, and and also like some really really cool shows coming up as well. Um, and hoping to get a marae tour sorted for um, Tikahu and stuff oh. like that. So I suppose like just you know look out for oh and there's also another release. I'm literally dropping another Tikahu track in like two weeks. Oh. Oh, um, awesome. Oh my goodness. Way different as well. It's really, really nice. Like, um, yeah, it's definitely more, um, like, kind of doo-woppy-ish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to listen to it and hear it. Well, congrats on yeah, everything. Yeah, no, that's huge for you. And I'm a, I'm impressed that you're able to juggle all of yeah. the things um, <laughs> and deliver. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to... So Oh. Thank you again for your time and your toitoko. It means a lot. On. Likewise, likewise. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And we've also pleasure. got your single yes. coming up we right do. about now, Ehine Air um, by Thea. Enjoy. FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.